Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Ag Market Network, or the Cotton Teleconference. I'm Pat McClatchy. Uh, this February 12th edition of the Ag Market Network will be led by Kip Butts, and Kip will be joined by our panel, uh, Dr. O.A. Cleveland, uh, Dr. John Robinson, and Gerald Nieper. Uh, Kip, thanks for being with us and explaining to us what's going on in cotton. Well, you change that just a little bit. I don't know if I can explain everything that's going on. But I do think I'm going to sit here and give a review of our WASDE report and then start our our, um, our panel out on some discussion. Uh, <clears throat> the February report typically is not one to uh, excite the market. We generally do not have a lot of a lot of changes on this WASDE report. Uh, that was the case this time. There were a few, a few things a little more, quote, exciting than, than – normally the case, but there were some changes, but they, they're really not market impacting. Uh, beginning stocks were up 46,000 bales, and uh, on a global basis, I mean. Production increased 850,000. Domestic use fell a million, uh, 210,000. And ending stocks, which is the thing that I think that got most people's attention, actually increased 2.5 million bales. The changes by country were... Mostly as expected, I think. Brazil was up 200,000 bales. Uh, Pakistan was up a half million, which actually was a bit more than I thought they might increase it. But I, mean, I can't argue about 100,000 bales, which is pretty much what we were looking at. Um, and uh, the big change, I think, the, the dominant feature of this was a million bale drop in China mill use. And it was cited uh, the coronavirus was cited as a reason for that decline. Uh, Pakistan use went up a couple of hundred thousand bales, and Vietnam went down 300,000. Uh, Turkey went up 100,000. We've got mixing matches around. Uh, I should say on this report, I don't think people were very surprised. There were absolutely no changes on the United States balance sheet at all. There was some discussion that given the phase one agreement, we might see a potentially see an increase in exports. But I think the uh, the coronavirus sort of trumped all that, and we the uh, the folks at the WASDE board decided that uh, it wasn't time to do that. So uh, there were a couple of other little minor changes out there, uh, but. At the end of the day, I think that covers the main points. Uh, we saw the market go down a few points initially, right after the report was released, and it bounced back. I think as we speak, the market's up about 25 points in March um, and up about 16 points in December. So um, the impact of this report was minimal, which is kind of if you just look on the surface, that's what you would expect. And um, so I guess... You know, like I say, February is generally not a very exciting month, and it lived up to its expectations uh, this time as well. Did I, I'm going to put it out to the group. Did I miss anything there? Is there anything else I need to have covered that I missed, or have I got most of the bases covered? So you're saying it's the reason that Sports Illustrated puts out the swimsuit edition in February is because of the boring WASDE historically? <laughs> I'm Never not mind. sure I want to go quite that far, but... Um, Okay, if you say so. (laughs) Well, uh, in terms of expectations, you know, there had been, I'd been kind of 
had the thought, I've been asked a number of times, did, did I think that there would continue to be cuts out of, out of Texas? We've had this trend for three reports at least. Um, and I, my answer prior to this was no, and, and I wasn't surprised to see, you know, the, an end to the production trimming just because, you know, season's over, <laughs> the, the harvest is all over, has been over for a long time, and the ginning is mostly over. So I, it, it wasn't surprising in that sense. Right. I think it would be pretty unusual for them to make an adjustment in February anyway. Um, so yeah. I'm not at all shocked about that. Um did anybody else hear anything about exports? Or I, I think the uncertainty regarding that, I think everyone saw the notice from the World Board regarding how they were going to handle it in their thinking. Um, and even the, the commentary that was on the uh, the, uh, the report itself kind of got some people's attention saying, oh, well, this means they increased uh, their internal estimate for exports to China, and not necessarily, but uh, in my opinion. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there might have been some mix and match because of their adjustments to Vietnam uh, imports and uh, Pakistan uh, adjustment. Maybe part of that in their mind might. They kept the same number, but they might have mixed and matched a bit with countries. That wouldn't be surprising to me. That uh, And the news that I hear out of China and the U.S. side as well is that the Chinese uh, intend to live up to the agreement but the provision in there allows any event that is beyond the control of the parties, uh, they will sit and discuss with each other. You know, they'll have a, a consultation. I think this coronavirus is probably one that qualifies under that. Uh, the few statements we've heard out of Washington that uh, we can kind of distill to, uh, to write about has been that uh, the comments are that it may take longer for these things, uh, for the exports actually arrived than one would initially expect because of this virus. And that makes sense because, excuse me, quite honestly, these ports are still not open, uh, you know, 100%. There aren't, the longshoremen aren't there. Uh, more have shown up apparently yesterday and today, but they're still not working at 100%. So you would think that the, uh, the shipments would slow for a period of time. Um, I did see this morning, by the way, when we talk about this coronavirus, that uh, uh, there are 1,115 deaths in China, but that the new cases had slowed uh, on a daily basis. This is uh, one day, I think. I believe it's happened two out of the last three days or two out of the last four. So we may be getting to the point where these containment uh, measures are having a, a positive impact. Um, Maybe things will slow down a bit. The stock market today, I think, where the futures were up a bit, uh, which would suggest that uh, maybe they're seeing that in a positive light. I don't, did anybody have any thoughts on how, uh, in the longer term, uh, this uh, coronavirus will impact cotton mill use, our, our consumer demand? Well, I, I haven't seen anything specifically, but I've heard things anecdotally that uh, Pakistan yarn exports into China have been slowed down, if not stopped. I, I, you know, I don't know that people are completely back at work yet, you know, in the textile industry. Uh, Vietnam yarn exports into China have slowed, if, if not stopped, I think, for the same reasons. So, you know, 
that may impact that sounds like it's going to impact consumption in the short term um, just uh, if nobody's if nobody's in the shop there to make a t-shirt you know they don't need the yarn so um, <laughs> yeah that's gonna that's 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 gonna slow down right well, you know, I think this uh, we've we've seen an excellent U.S. export uh, program this year. We've seen exceptional sales for the last month, um, and shipments have picked up as they do this time of the year. So we're off to a very good export program. Um, this might put a short-term dent in that, but uh, I still that appears that demand outside of China, at least we haven't seen, I haven't seen yet, um, a big change in our export sales programs. As a matter of fact, this week I heard that Pakistan was active and that uh, Bangladesh was active in buying, buying U.S. primarily in both cases. Uh, so maybe we're going to continue to see a good export program, but it may be a case of shipments may get delayed and be moved a little bit more to the end of the year. I don't know that. I'm just kind of thinking out loud, given uh, what the market's given us. I, I don't know. Does that seem reasonable to folks, or do you have other thoughts on that? Well, the pace of shipments was a concern before this virus thing hit, so it can't help. <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah, think they're going to continue. I, I think they're going to continue in a, in a good in a good fashion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the amount of sales and everything. Um, maybe it slows down a little bit, but I, I think they're going to continue in, in a good fashion. I don't see any reason for them to adjust their export estimate right now. Um, and I think to the extent that uh, you know we were talking earlier about the you know, ending stocks being up and the market is reacting well. Well, I think the market had already discounted a lot of this negative news. So I, I'm not so sure that, uh, um, you know, it didn't come as a surprise to anybody that China Chinese consumption had been reduced by a million bales. Um, now, it might have been a surprise or the market might have reacted differently if it was two to three million bales. But, uh, you know, a million bales, I think I think that was fully expected in there. Um, the, um, you know, this is what, today's the 12th, you know, the Cotton Council meets on this Friday. Um, they're going to come out with their acreage estimates. Um, John, what what are you seeing in, in, in Texas? Uh, did the High Plains get some decent moisture the other day? I guess that some, some snows fell or something. I, I drove I drove through it. Um, they, they did, they got more accumulations off the cap rock, but... Uh, but they did get some wintry accumulation up on top too. Uh, you know, right now um, I'm having a hard time finding folks in Texas who would say that uh, cotton was going to decline year over year in their particular region, and that's from the, you know that's from South Texas all the way up. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the council number, which I'm not mistaken, they released that Saturday morning. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something within within a one or two hundred thousand bales of thirteen thirteen million, which is uh, quite a recovery from what my expectations were. You know, just only a few months ago, based on uh, based on relative prices. Mm -hmm. Oh, I 
Oh, wait, what do you think of Acres in the Mid-South, the Delta, and the Southeast? What do you think is going to happen there? I think we'll certainly hold our own. Could be marginally higher. All, all friends in the Southeast down to the Delta. Yeah. It seems to be a cotton year. Mm. Uh, Jerry, friends in about... Arkansas tell me flat. They They don't expect any change. What about out west, Gerald? Well, of course, California, you know, two-thirds of that is, is Pima, and, and Pima prices right now are just not attractive to, to growers. Um, you know, 105 to 110, depending on who you ask, you know, back to the grower, that's just not going to get excited anybody. I, I was sitting in a little cafe in, on the west side of the valley, and, and uh the, typically every day some, some bigger growers, you know, end up in there for, for lunch, and, and they were thinking that uh, it wouldn't be unusual to see maybe a 30% cut in, in Pima acres, uh, you know, in, in California. Yields were not good in the southern end of the valley. Now, the northern end of the valley where water is cheap uh, or cheaper, let's put it that way, um, you know, I, I think the, the Pima will be okay. But but in the in the central valley where the where the bulk of the pima is planted, I think you're going to see some some cutbacks there. These guys just cannot make it work with the cost of water and uh, and where pima prices are. You know, um, now they could if they knew that they were going to they could they can basically break even if if they can make four bales to the acre. It's uh, you know the, the cash cost to grow cotton in some of those areas is, is a hard $1,800 an acre, just uh, just given the water cost. And so, uh, you know, Pima at $1.08 to $1.10 just won't cut it. Um, you know, some of, in Arizona, I think you'll see a small cut back there. Um, you know, some of the guys are just going to go to grains. They had a disaster this year. Uh, the, the yields were okay, but they, you know, they got rains at, at all the wrong times, and uh, the, the grades and the qualities just were not there as as typically they are. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think we'll see. You know, percentage-wise, it could be a fairly decent cut in the far west. But in terms of acres, we all know that the acres out west are are not very big to begin with. So. You know, a big percentage does not add up to a lot of uh, acres on a on a decrease. Right. Any any yeah. thoughts on these on these prices? Um, you know, we got old crop cotton trading sixty eight right now around sixty eight fifty. So we're trading you know sixty eight fifty sixty nine. Uh, in the, in that area for the first two months, new crop cotton is at sixty nine sixty four. Are we just going to be just stuck sideways for a while, or or can this market move move back up? You know, um, I don't know. It seems like forever. You know, when are you going to learn this? Um, I keep hitting myself over the head with it. it you know these funds, these long only funds. They come in. It seems like two to three weeks ahead of first notice day, and the market. All it is is, is just a is just a roll game. You know, just rolling uh, positions from from one nearby month to the next nearby month, and so the market doesn't do anything. And um, I, I don't know that we're going to know anything about this marketplace until we get past the, the March notice period, but. Uh, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm still low 70s friendly on this market. Uh, 
Um, we're still selling cotton. You know, I think the Chinese will eventually get control over this virus. Um, the um, and I, I think business will be back to normal, whatever normal is, um, here probably in the next uh, you know thirty to forty-five days. We mentioned the uh, the March contract, March expiration. I'm looking at this uh, spread at fifty-six under right now, and uh, surge stock is is low for this time of year, uh, relatively small. I wonder if we're lining up uh, despite all the, you know, virus and all that in there. Is someone lining up here to, to take this contract? Uh, or seems like the spread should be a little wider than that uh, at this point. I'm not uh, – any thoughts on that from anybody? I think the uh, uh, the merchants and the co-ops are holding a long enough position that uh, everybody wants carry in this market. So I think you're going to see those certificated stocks continue to grow, and they're going to put on on the board, you know, cotton that's uh, um, probably not easily move that will easily move into the marketplace. So I kind of think that uh, that spread should creep back out closer to closer to carry as as we get uh, closer to first notice day. It, it, at least right now, that's what I think. Yeah, I've just been surprised that. Um, but you're right. There's so much spreading going on; it's hard to tell. Maybe the the the, the spreads being masked by all that. But it just seems it's uh, it's a lot more narrow than I expected it to be right now. I would have thought we'd have seen more carry in this market. So, seems like last month we were talking about some higher levels. Uh, perhaps some of the enthusiasm has waned. I know. And Owe, you correct me on this. It seemed like it was even talk about December cotton getting towards seventy-four. Is that still a possibility? Oh, I think it's still a possibility. Yes, but I think as the overtone as that I'm hearing in this conversation is that there's so much uncertainty still regarding the Chinese situation vis-a-vis the coronavirus that it's kind of got everything got a damper on everything. It's just hard to step out because of that. But as Gerald indicated, he's optimistic and into the low 70s for old crop. And I think new crop can do every bit of that as well and potentially move a little bit higher. You know, nothing's been said about a potentially lower crop in China because of the virus. So that could certainly come home there. Yeah, this virus has certainly has, has certainly shaved something off the top end of this market, which I kind I felt like we were in the mid to, to possibly you know seventy five to, to seventy eight cent range as far as an upside um, this year, and, and I just think this virus has, has shaved that off by two, three, four cents. Well, the thing that's encouraging to me uh, along those lines, we really haven't gone down very far. This market is not showing signs of giving up the ghost, so to speak, and saying, okay, uh, you know, the sky is falling. We've got to take prices down. I think the fact that we've got good support in here at and around where, right where we're trading tells me that uh, the thoughts that Oway and Gerald just uh, just talked about are, are, are still solid. Uh, I don't see any reason why we can't. It, and I, I like the way Oway put it. You know, it's all centered around this virus. 
if this thing turns out to be a whole lot worse than folks are thinking it to be, and I, I've been sort of following a SARS kind of uh, uh, scenario where, you know, it, it has a little bit of short-term impact, but uh, it things get better quickly. And you were talking 30 to 45 days, things would be, quote, back to normal. I think that's an encouraging for prices. I think uh, I, I would not be at all be surprised to see us in the 70s across the board, quite honestly, maybe the high 70s, because before this uh, virus came on here, uh, it looked to me like the man was really trying to pick up quite a lot. Uh, we were strong demand for U.S. cotton. We we're seeing mills pick up uh, not everywhere, but a lot of places. Uh, I think consumer demand's still there. In the U.S., we're seeing the wages go up, not maybe as much as we'd like to see them, but Wages are going up. Consumer spending is still good. It's sort of plateaued, maybe not increasing at the same rate. But there's not a whole lot out there bad to talk about. So we got a virus that's kind of delaying things, I think. So to your to your point, Pat, I, I, to your question rather, I I think we I'd almost be surprised unless this can, uh, virus really gets bad. I'd be surprised if we didn't see the 70s again potentially mid to high 70s. I, I think it's the, uh, you know, it depends on our, our acreage, but you can pencil out an ending stocks number for the new crop balance sheet, you know, basically unchanged from the year before or, you know, a million, million and a half uh, smaller. So, I mean, I, I think that's, if it worked out on the shorter side, we could have, fundamentally, we should have December 20 trading, you know, at, in the mid 70s and if if that happens then there's always the potential for the hedge funds to get excited about something and push it two or three cents higher and in the manner of a weather market spike so mid 70s yes spikes to the upper 70s yeah it may happen quickly in the late spring but it gets bothers me a little bit same page isn't it i'm sorry to say that again I, I was just saying it gets a little dangerous when we're all on the same page. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit uh, concerned, maybe I, maybe in error, but a little concerned to see Vietnam uh, demand slacking. I don't know if that's uh, their response to to the to the coronavirus and not being able to sell as much yarn into China, uh, but it just uh, it just is a little concerning to me to see that, and it makes me wonder about our export shipments. Yes, we've sold very well. Yes, we were just starting to ship very well. Uh, but we take a million bales out of China, uh, and we see a little lower consumption here, there, or yonder, and then I start thinking in terms of well, the U.S. export number is going to have to come down, and we add that. What the U.S. exports come down two hundred thousand bales, let's say, or come down three hundred thousand bales. And where does that cotton go? To me, it goes back into ending stocks. It goes back into carryover, and then all of a sudden we've got U.S. carryover pushing five point seven million bales or whatever. And that's a little bit price disconcerting to me. Yeah, 
Any any other thoughts we've got? Well, one thing about the China situation like that, I, I think you make a good point, O.A., but I'm not so sure that all of this uh, kind of demand we're seeing, increasing demand over the last year and a half, has been only China. I think emerging markets have picked up quite a lot. The U.S. has picked up a bit. Europe's picked up some. Uh, good point. And so good point. And I'm not sure that, you know, if the exports from, uh, I, I think, China is the biggest destination for Vietnam. We may see the Vietnamese demand pick up after this virus gets behind us. And all this yarn that's going to to China uh, may show up later after this virus is done. So I'm, I'm, I, I understand and appreciate your concern. I'm glad you brought it up. But I wonder if this is not part of the short-term law that is could disappear as soon as this virus does. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a legitimate concern, but right now it's something I think we need to monitor and not be too uh, too concerned with, at, at least in the longer term. Gotcha. Thank you. Any Any other thoughts we've got here? Sounds like we wrapped it up. All right. Well, we managed to stretch that out <laughs> to uh, 25 minutes. Listen, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for being with us. We appreciate the contributions. Kip uh, leading us. We thank our Cotton Panel for being with us. A thanks to our listeners. And that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. Thank you.